Legion, Episode 7, The Armentage Dynasty. The year is 2030. We see a young Jarn Armentage. Armentage lives in a mansion. He's an only child, and his skill is that he is very good at understanding robotics. He has a robot friend that he made himself, which is called Maximo. John's father, Garrett Armentage, started his corporation by designing bionic arms and legs for soldiers who lost limbs during war. John is using a digital pad and looking over designs for robots. Maximo walks into his room. He is a robot without any plating, so most of the guts are exposed. You can see wires, bolts, and robotic machinery move around within the body. Hello, John. How are you doing? Hi, Maximo. What are you doing, by the way? Just looking over some work for class. Why? What is it? Your father's assistant, Mr. Graves, is outside the car. He has told me that he is waiting for you outside. Your father wants to see you at his work. Really? Nathan's out there? Yes, better get ready. In the living room, we see Renee Armentage sitting on the couch reading a book. Hi, John. Why are you all dressed up? Dad has Nathan waiting outside. He wants to show me the company. Really? Well then, I bet you're excited about this. Yeah, this is going to be cool. What about your homework for class? Is it all finished? Already finished, Mom. You know me, I never miss an assignment. No, you are very studious when it comes to your academics. Have fun. You are going to like what you see there. I will be leaving soon. I am launching another book, so I will be going to an event for that. I'll be home afterward. Okay. I'll see you then, Mom. Renee Armentage was also very familiar with technology, but primarily was an author that wrote science fiction. Her newest book is a book that talks about the advent of the eventual fusion between human and machine and the development of creating human beings with a digital consciousness that could exist even after death. With the help of evolving technology through advancement of cloud computing, the human species could possibly live forever as a digital entity through cyberspace. Her new book, Digital Persona, is set to launch today, and right now she is previewing a copy that was sent to her by her publisher. Nathan Graves is standing by the car waiting for John. He is wearing a nice pair of aviator sunglasses. He is wearing a black jacket and wearing all black as well. He is African American and has worked in security for seven years. Before that, he was in special forces. John runs over to meet Nathan. Hey, what's up, John? So, you're taking me to see my father? Yep, he has something to show you. What are we waiting for? Let's go. Nathan and John get into the car and Nathan starts it up and they drive to Armentage Industries. Standing at the entrance of the building is Garrett Armentage. He is a tall man who has white hair and a white beard. He is wearing a black suit. He is wearing a fancy watch. Standing next to him are two security guards. Both are human males. They are wearing armor, bulletproof vest type, with handguns in their holsters. The car parks and Nathan and John get out of the car. Hello, John. Great to see you. So you wanted to see me, Dad? Yes, I've got some things I want to show you. You will love it. I know how much you love robotics. Okay, let's check it out. Nathan, John, and Garrett go inside the building. Inside the building, we see robotics designers looking over their material. We see robotic arms move around and are being tested by grabbing things and using tools. John sees various rooms that show robots being designed into humanoid-looking beings. As you can see, we are making great progress with robotics. For the time being, I think androids will be very useful dealing with radiation work, 
maybe law enforcement or even warfare. This is pretty cool. When will we see these in the private sector? Currently, they are being tested at the government and for special operations. Nathan Graves says, Nathan, before he was the Armitage family's bodyguard, was a highly trained special forces operative who served in numerous conflicts. He has also done spy work, has done a lot of contracts where he has killed many as an assassin. These machines will be highly effective once they are tested out and performance issues taken care of. John, I want to show you something. I think you will like it. All three of them go in another room. This room is a big room which houses a screen. The screen comes on in a human voice, which is a green tint color, greets the three people. Hello, Mr. Armitage, how are you doing? Are you having a good day? Yes, Helix, I am having a very good day. My son is here, I wanted to show him the company. Fascinating, this is your son? In our sessions, you have mentioned a great deal about your son, John. Regardless, it's a pleasure to meet you, John. It's great to meet you too, Helix. Yes, Helix is the next evolution of artificial intelligence. Our company has great plans for him. One of these days, I have to show you some of his capabilities. We are currently in phase one of his development, but I want to eventually see how he performs in a robotic body. Now, I want to show you more of our experiments. They go into another room, which shows human embryos in tanks. What's this room, Dad? Our friends at Zafer have given us some cloning tubes. I prefer robotics, but it has come to my attention that cloning will be very beneficial to society. So I think it's only natural to test these ones out once they are fully grown. Our company is looking into blending artificial intelligence with humans. We are looking into ways of preventing Alzheimer's disease. Our tests have been very successful, but we don't want to release something that is full of bugs. We want something that works for the public and something that they can afford. John's father turns toward him. John could tell he knew his father had something on his mind. What is it, Dad? Garrett put his hand on his son's shoulder. Son, I want you to work for us. Eventually, I will grow old and not be able to run and manage the company. That's why I need your help. I know you can do it. You're very good at understanding technology, and I would prefer you to accompany me and watch how I do business with other corporations so you can see that aspect of the business as well. So what do you think? Are you interested? Yes, I am interested. I want to know more about Armitage Industries, and also I would be learning from the best. Garrett pats his son on the shoulder and smiles at him. You're a fast learner. I know you won't disappoint me. Several years have passed, and John Armitage is in his mid-twenties. His father, Garrett Armitage, has already hit age 59. One important business venture for both father and son is a meeting with a powerful corporation in Singapore. The corporation is called Omega, and the CEO is Charlotte Lin. She is a wealthy and powerful businesswoman got started with development of drones for use in the military. John and Garrett meet her on a massive yacht that hovers over the city. This yacht is huge and many of the powerful elite are on board. Charlotte's security force is comprised of androids armed with assault rifles. They are equipped with headsets and wearing armor. They look like humans with skin, hair, and everything. Charlotte walks over to John and Garrett. Well, it's a pleasure to see you again, Garrett. It's been a long time, Charlotte. Charlotte turns and sees John. Well, I don't believe we have met before. This is my son, John, Charlotte. I see where he gets his good looks from. John and Charlotte shake hands. It's a pleasure to meet you, Miss Lynn. Charlotte smiles at John. What do you think is the most important aspect of technology, John? I'm curious what the son of Garrett Armitage knows about the subject, considering that most likely you will be the heir to your father's company. Well, that's a loaded question, but I can say that technology is hugely beneficial for humanity. I think technology and the human body will become one thing in the near future. I want to be at the forefront of that generational leap. Charlotte nods her head in acceptance to John's answer. 
I like your son already, Garrett. I've taught him well, Charlotte. Garrett, could we talk in private? I want to talk to you about something. All right, let's talk somewhere else. John, Charlotte and I have to talk business. Just mingle with the people. Okay, sure. I'll be back soon. Charlotte and Garrett walk away while John mingles. A server holds a tray of glasses with champagne in them. Champagne? The server says. Yes, thank you. John takes a glass from the tray and has a sip. Meanwhile, Garrett and Charlotte are inside a room. Each take a seat at a chair and begin to talk shop. So I have heard through some sources that your company has an AI that you've created. Garrett laughs a little. <laughs> Where did you hear that? Like I said, Garrett, I have my sources. So are you planning to share that with the rest of us? Garrett doesn't say anything. What's wrong? Are you feeling a little awkward at the moment? Whatever your spies were able to get from my company, it's not for sale, and it's our proprietary technology. Period. Charlotte smiles. It's not good to withhold information from good friends, Garrett. Are you threatening me? I'm just saying we both have a lot of history with each other, and for some reason you are now treating me like I don't matter. Does Renee know about us? Have you talked about that with her, Charlotte? You are now walking on thin ice. I think it's a valid question. We both run companies. Is it really that bad to be sleeping with other people? Must we be joined at the hip with our partner? Thomas doesn't care what I do, so long as the guy is treating me right, which means he doesn't have a problem. We are powerful people, Garrett. We can do anything we want. So I ask you again: Why are you not being friendly to me? Garrett doesn't say a word to Charlotte. He gets up from his chair and walks out of the room. John is talking to a couple of people. His father walks up behind him. We are leaving. What happened? I'll tell you later. Both John and his father leave Charlotte's floating yacht via shuttle. Back on Garrett's private jet, his father talks to John about what went down at the meeting between him and Charlotte Lynn. Nathan Graves is also sitting with them on the private jet. You seem really agitated, Dad. Charlotte wanted to know about our AI creation, Helix. How the hell did she find that out? She has planted spies within our company. You want me to take care of that, sir? Nathan, not now. We need to do this very carefully. I don't want any screw-ups. Dad, do you need any help? Help Nathan. That's what you can do. We might have to get our hands dirty. Charlotte will do anything to access Helix. We can't allow that, but we must tread carefully. Charlotte has many connections to some bad people. We all must be vigilant. Charlotte isn't afraid to delve into some corporate espionage to get what she wants. It's five o'clock p.m. and the Armitages are having dinner. That was the launch of the new book, Mom. John says it went well. John, I think people are realizing this emerging technology will be beneficial to the human race. How many copies of your latest book do you think you have sold? Garrett says I was on the phone with my publicist Aubrey Gutierrez, and she told me Digital Persona has already sold 18 million copies. It's already on the bestseller lists. Amazing. Maybe people are not so afraid about this stuff like they were 10 years ago. I think it has to do with the children of the previous generation. They are more accepting of these tech innovations and use them every day. They become the early adopters day one. These adults will be the ones living life with the next generational leap of AI robotics and digital immortality. And you are going to be just one of many that will be leading us into that future with your work, darling. Here's hoping. But if worse comes to worse, I have a very gifted apprentice that will take my place as CEO of the company. Garrett winks at John, to which John smiles back at his father. It's night. Armitage Industries is closed. Everything is shut down. Two shadows move in through the building. 
They are dressed in black and are not affiliated with the company. The two people are here to get hold of the AI technology of Helix. They're armed with handguns and are equipped with cyberware to hack into the computers. Both have been sent by Charlotte. They get inside the room where Helix's computer chip is being held. However, the entire room is covered with lasers. If both hit just one, the alarm inside the building will activate. Lucky for them, they are able to hack into the computer housed inside the room and are able to deactivate the lasers. The lasers are deactivated and the thieves proceed with the objective. The USB stick of Helix is inside a glass case. They remove the protective glass and are about to grab the device and complete the task when suddenly, out of the shadows, Nathan Graves shoots both the thieves with the silenced pistol. Each of them are killed with headshots and they both drop dead on the floor. Nathan takes a picture of them on his phone and texts both images to Garrett Armitage. Graves gets a phone call from Garrett and he answers it. Garrett is in his bedroom with Renee. She is already asleep, but he is sitting up on his bed. Did you take care of it? Yes, boss. They are both dead. Both these guys were equipped with cyberware, and we will deactivate the security system guarding Helix. Thank you, Nathan. Do me a favor. Take the bodies and get rid of them. Somewhere we don't want anyone finding out about this. Understood, boss. I'll take care of it. Good. Thank you, Nathan. Garrett hangs up, puts his cell phone on the nightstand, and goes back to bed. John is walking around in a big shopping plaza and takes a seat on a bench. He is currently waiting for his date to show up. Somewhere else, far from where John is seated, is Nathan Graves, sitting down and having a coffee. Both guys are equipped with earbuds, and Nathan calls John. Are you seriously calling me, Nathan, while I'm about to go on a date? John, your father insisted that I monitor you. With all the bad blood between him and Charlotte Lynn, I'm surprised nobody has tried to take a shot at you. Nobody's taken a shot at me because I have you to watch my back, Nathan. <laughs> Very funny. Just enjoy the date and don't take yourself seriously, okay? Got it. Call me when you finish. They both hang up. John's still waiting for his date. Current time is 5.30 p.m. He sees someone walking the plaza. It's a little crowded, but he can see someone approach where he is sitting. The woman is a brunette. She is 5'7 in height, but when wearing 3-inch heels, which she has on currently for this date, she is 5'10". Her eyes are green. The outfit she is wearing is blue jeans. She is wearing a nice-looking blue jacket and wearing a white button top. She is wearing cute earrings. Hi, you must be John. John stands up and extends out his hand to shake. When he sees her, there is a curiosity about her that he recognizes and likes. Hello, your name? Aaron Price. It's nice to meet you. Pleasure meeting you as well. Let's head in. Sure. Both John and Aaron are sitting inside at the restaurant, which is a Japanese-styled restaurant. They both are drinking water with ice and are looking at their menus. They both decide on what to order and begin to learn more about each other. So what do you do? I'm a pilot. Air Force, actually. Part of a group that does a lot of things that most people want to know about. Impressive. How long have you done that? I got into it when I was 18 years old and I've never looked back. Did you get into that line of work because of family? No, I didn't. I wanted to join and my family story wasn't perfect. It was rough. How so? My father was extremely difficult. He had his moments, but he was an alcoholic. And as you know, people that have a drinking problem rely on it as a crutch. He never sought help. Both me and my sister and our mother lived in hell dealing with this. When I was 18, I joined the Air Force and basically said, fuck it. I wanted to escape what was happening at home. What I learned is that every time I took flight in my fighter jet with my squad, I was free from all that pain. And I loved it. Being a fire pilot was for you like belonging to a stable family. Yes, it was. The waiter comes by with the food and it's sushi. They begin to eat. 
So enough about me, what about you? What do you do? Actually, I think I have an idea of who you are. Really? You do? Yeah, aren't you the son of a guy who owns a company that deals with robotics? John begins to laugh a little bit. What's so funny, am I being weird? No, it's fine, but your premonition is correct. I'm John Armitage. Okay, well, I wasn't expecting to meet someone like you on a date, but here I am. Although, I didn't see that information on your dating profile. But, considering you're a public figure, I understand why you wouldn't put that information on there. From what I know, Armitage Industries has helped soldiers with giving them new limbs. And I heard they are developing AI technology to help with curing Alzheimer's disease. Yes, we are working on getting that started. How is being part of a company like that? Is it overwhelming? Like, it's massive, right? probably have a lot of contract work from various governments that require your services. Yes, all the above, but my father has been training me to take over when he retires. But yes, it can be overwhelming, but I take each day step by step. Going on a date tonight, that's rare for me because of my affiliation with my father's company and how I get spotted by journalists all the time. We managed to sneak into this restaurant and look, there's nobody around. We got the whole place to ourselves. That's because I bought the restaurant. Wow, your status as a company man is coming in clutch. I mean, if it's there, then why not use it? Both John and Aaron begin to laugh and are having a good time. They finish their food, but they continue to talk. You're nice, John. I thought most corpos were just smug assholes. We deal with many of those in our line of work. For us, me and my father, we prefer a more personal touch to how we deal with clients. A personal touch? Yes, that's right. The waiter walks over to their table. Enjoy everything? Need the tab? Yes, that'll do, John says to the waiter. He gives them his card and the waiter takes it. Do you have any plans for the rest of the week? No, I mean, I have some things which need to be taken care of, but yes, we can see each other again. This is very nice, by the way. It's been a long time since I went on a date. How long? Two, five, John doesn't give an answer. He just looks at Aaron. Has it been more than that? John smiles and laughs a little. Okay, maybe seven years. It's been a long time, okay? Seven years? Okay, that's kind of long. <laughs> John begins to laugh at Aaron's reaction once again. You find this all so entertaining, don't you? Yes, I find it all very entertaining. The tab is paid and John and Aaron leave the restaurant and walk to the parking lot structure. John walks Aaron to her car. Can I ask you something, Aaron? Yes, what is it? I give you a kiss. I thought you'd never ask. John leans in, as does Aaron, and they both kiss. It's passionate. Both people are very affectionate with each other. Well, I have to go. Can't conquer the boardroom without getting some sleep. Enjoy our time, John. I'll see you soon. We will be in touch. Two part ways. Aaron walks to her car, and John walks further to where Nathan is hanging out with the car. John gets inside, while Nathan starts the car up. Did you have fun? Yeah, we had a good time. Seeing her again? Plan to, Yeah. We gotta get home. Your father needs you. It's urgent. What's going on with him? He has been receiving threats, John. Who it is, I do not know. My assumption is that it has to do with Charlotte Lynn. And I think we will have to do something about her. Which your father doesn't want to do, but if she persists, he will have no choice. I'll talk to him. What? John, your father is going to do anything to protect his company. You can't convince him otherwise of using a different option. Charlotte may try to blackmail your father. In Shanghai, we see a person... Driving both John and Nathan somewhere. It's currently 9 o'clock p.m. and the streets are still busy. 
What's the plan, Nathan? John says we break into Charlotte's place and we kill her. They make a stop at a large building. The place is Charlotte's penthouse. Nathan and John get out of the car. Nathan pays the driver, and then they both walk to the building. Well, we are not going to get in. The door is locked. Nathan begins to hack the door with his eyes. The security system on the lock deactivates. You upgraded yourself with cybernetics? Why not? It helps when you need it. They both go inside. Nathan brandishes a pistol and proceeds to equip a silencer onto it. John also does the same thing as with his gun. You fired a gun before? Yeah, of course, I have. Why would you think that? Just checking. The two reach the floor where Charlotte's room would be. Okay, we go in quick and kill her in the bed that she is sleeping in. Once complete, we get the hell out of here and hail a driver and get to the airport. John nods his head in agreement. They kick down the door and rush in and they shoot the bed. Nathan, we did it. Let's get out of here. Wait a second. Something is wrong. Nathan walks over to the bed. He grabs a sheet and pulls it, revealing only pillows to make it look like someone was sleeping. Damn it, we've been played. Freeze and don't make any sudden moves. Nathan turns around and sees John holding his hands up. A crew of guys are with him and John has a gun to his head. Be smart and toss the gun away, one of the men says. Nathan does so and is taken in, just like John. In the small room, we see John tied to a chair. He is the only one there in the room until the door opens and Charlotte Lynn steps into the room with one of her underlings that works for her. Whatever threats you have planned for me, I'm not going to break. You came all this way to kill me. Why exactly? Is it because I was planning to steal your company's technology? You were trying to ruin my father. I will not allow that. John, you're so naive. That AIA technology that your father made is something which everyone wants, because in the future, whoever possesses the best AI technology will be the master of the world. You're power hungry. We are not going to just give it to you. Well, then you leave me with no choice then. Charlotte nods her head to her guy. The man brandishes a knife and he walks over to John. What is this? This pains me, but I am left with no choice. The man holds John down and uses the knife to remove John's eyes. Pain is so great, John screams in agony. Charlotte just looks on with a cold expression, lacking any sort of empathy. Once the process is complete, the man walks away. John's eye sockets are bleeding badly from what just happened. If you keep withholding information from me, the next body part we remove will be your arms, legs, fingers, and possibly your head. Now, tell me where is a loud gunshot interrupts what Charlotte was about to say. She turns around and she is shot in the head. Her assistant walks over and is shot dead as well. Nathan Graves walks into the room and cuts John's bonds with his knife. You came to get me. Let's get the fuck out of here. John can't see anything, so Nathan gets him out of the building by holding his hand and leading him out. On a private jet, John is lying in bed, being tended to by medical staff. Nathan is sitting in his seat and talking to Garrett on the phone. Is it done? Did you kill her? Yes. We were captured, but I was able to carry out the mission. Unfortunately for John, he wasn't so lucky. His eyes were removed. Damn it, then you will need something to see. Once the plane lands, bring him here. We will be able to take care of him. Got it. Will do, sir. Within Armitage Industries, John Armitage is being operated on and receiving new cybernetic eyes that will allow him to see. Surgeons stand over him while he is put to sleep and they begin inserting his new upgrades into his eye sockets. The process is long, but eventually it's complete. John wakes up shortly after the operation finishes. His father, Garrett, comes into his room to visit him. How does it feel? Nothing. I 
feel like normal, but I can see things very clearly now. That's good. I'm glad they are working. Charlotte was killed by Nathan while I was tied up. Yes. I'm aware. Don't worry, though. We managed to send a team to neutralize any threat from our people. That's good. The whole thing was taken care of. Could you come by tomorrow at the office? I have something to show you. For today, I would prefer you to rest. For now, but see me tomorrow? Okay, then yeah, I should be feeling good. Excellent. I'll be seeing you, son. The following day, John visits his father again at his company. Garrett is in his office waiting for his son. John steps through and sees his father at his desk. You want to show me something? Yes, and this is special. Come with me. The men go into a room that is designed for weapons training for androids. They go inside and see androids aiming at a firing range and are shooting at targets that pop up. One android is racking up a score. Who is that one? That one is really good at shooting. That one, John, that's Helix. Are you serious? Yes. We have already started on combat training for him. He's been good with systems and ship navigation, travel, and driving a car. Now he has already displayed an aptitude for fighting. Want to see him and see if he remembers you? From the last time you two met? Sure, let's meet him. John and Garrett walk down the stairs into the big area where they see Helix and walk to the area where he is. Helix turns around to see Garrett and John waiting to talk to him. Hello, Mr. Armitage. I see you brought your son here as well. Hello, John. Helix shakes both Garrett and John's hands upon greeting them. I wanted to show John your new combat abilities. Show him how you can handle yourself in a tense situation. You both will be happy to know that my abilities have exceeded the expectations of my supervisors. They have come to the conclusion that I am fully capable of being used in real combat scenarios. It's good to hear, Helix. However, you will be tasked with navigating a starship. You will be on the ship, the Interceptor. You will work under Captain Stephen Blackthorne and First Lieutenant Eve Cartwright. Your scheduled launch will be tomorrow. I get to perform an actual mission on a ship? This is great news. I can assure you both that I will not disappoint. Continue your training, Helix. Hopefully we can meet up again this afternoon. Goodbye, Mr. Armitage, and goodbye, John. Hopefully we'll see each other soon. Take care, Helix, John says. John and Garrett look at other sections of the department where AI-controlled androids are playing games with children, teaching them basic learning modules, John sees androids helping the elderly and playing sports with their human supervisors outside at the company's campus gym. It's great seeing this, right, John? Yes, our company is very much the prime innovator when it comes to AI technology. Well, when I retire and pass, you will be in control of Armitage Industries, son. I understand. You won't have to worry about anything. I will continue to push the company to innovate in technology and spread the word about AI's importance in the world. Good. We need AI to be the new world order. Humans will be unable to deal with the growing problems facing Earth in the future. The end goal is to have the relationship between human and machine intertwined. Humans born with technology inside them, through cybernetics. Who will control this? That task will fall to you, son. You will be the central programmer, who will influence the decision-making process of the entire species once everyone starts augmenting themselves. Nobody will know. They will live blissfully unaware of the tech that they put inside their bodies. But one thing's for sure, the world will have order, and the human race will only go on for so long until it is eliminated. The machines will be the new power. I trust you, son. You will be Earth's new savior. The Armitage family will usher in this new world. 
John one day receives a call. It's about Aaron Price and that she got into an accident training in her fighter jet. John drops everything that he is doing. He tells the person on the phone to get her to his company to help her. At Armitage Industries, Aaron Price is taken into the emergency surgery wing of the building. Her spinal cord was damaged during the crash, and she received severe wounds. She is being worked on by the medical staff and receiving cyberware from the company, courtesy of John Armitage. Once the process is complete, Aaron Price wakes up with her new upgrades. The two marry, but unfortunately during the years of their marriage, they experience health problems about having children. John faced infertility problems, effectively ruining any attempt at trying to have children. This development hurt Aaron, and she fell into a depression with not able to have kids. John spent more time at the company, which became a problem in their relationship. Aaron felt forgotten. Aaron filed for divorce, and she moved on. This hurt John, and to forget about the situation, he focused solely on his work at Armitage Industries. John Armitage is riding in a shuttle. He is set to attend the launch of the Interceptor. In his hand, he is holding a USB device. It's Helix, and all the data that he is composed of. This device he will give to Captain Blackthorne for the crew's upcoming mission. The shuttle lands on the landing pad. President Armitage and his security team exit the shuttle. President Armitage approaches Captain Blackthorne and First Lieutenant Eve Cartwright. Hello, Captain. Hopefully your mission is a success. Here is Helix. He will provide you with navigational information that will help you and your crew on your mission. John gives the USB device to Blackthorne. Thank you, Mr. President. With that, the crew begins to board the Interceptor. Back in the present, we see John sitting in his chair and looking through all the footage of the city of Sprawl. He sees everything with his cybernetic eyes and just stares at the footage and content with his current position as the world leader of the new galactic frontier. Mm -hmm.